the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. What's on your financial mind? Holiday season. Some strange things happening on Wall Street. ICE, the International Continental Exchange. Is buying NYSE Euronext in $8.2 billion transaction. What's interesting to note about that is a 200-year-old company being acquired by a 12-year-old company. The 200-year-old company stayed in old technology. The new company went cutting edge, and look what happens. GDP grew faster than expected, 3.1%. This is a past number that's being revised slightly higher. The U.S. economy grew faster than previously expected in the third quarter. Actually, this isn't a revision yet, but it is a past number, third quarter. There will be a couple revisions to it before it's all said and done. But 3.1% is basically going to tell, uh, hmm, it actually was an estimate, from 2.7% reported last month. It's fastest growth since late 2011. It also reflected a slightly better pace of consumer spending than previously expected. If GDP is going higher, what that's going to tell you is the Fed can start slowing down. Interest rates can start to ease up. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I am so easy. I know. <laughs> You're saying, I know that. It's obvious. Hey, don't go with the obvious joke, please. Oh, it's the end of the year, and boy, does it feel like it, right? So fiscal cliff intrigue. It seems like every time Obama talks about fiscal cliff, Apple goes down 5%. Every time Boehner talks about fiscal cliff, the overall market goes down. Things were going well yesterday, and then boom, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, Boehner. Made it sound like, you know, there could be some cliff diving. The cliff diving is going to turn into like a Super Bowl deadline. Worst case scenario. But we're, our politics have been going worst case scenario for a couple of years now. Interesting about yesterday's performance is that defensive oriented sectors like telecom, healthcare, consumer staples, things that we have to have to live, and utilities, more things that we have to have to live. They were the worst performers, so it didn't really make a lot of sense. But quarterly, their underperformance leaves us inclined to ultimately believe that yesterday was indeed a case of profit-taking after strong run on Wall Street. Bed Bath Beyond, Accenture, Paychex, ConAgra, Jabal, Discover Financials, they all failed to impress. Claims for the week ending December 15th jumped 17,361,000. Expectations are for about 345000 You know, again, telling us that this level is not enough to bring unemployment down sharply. 
we're kind of replacing what we're losing, and that's about it. And you're going to see those numbers spike with the fiscal cliff issue. As of January 1, our paychecks are going to look smaller. Average person makes $50,000 a year is going to lose $1,000 a year. That may not sound like a lot, but you could look at an average person making 100000 losing 2000 a year. Just taxes, payroll taxes. Suddenly it's, you know, over 1000 a month. It adds up. It adds up. Existing home sales report for November. Philadelphia Fed Index for December. Leading indicators report all out this morning. All out basically right now. So take a look at some of the you know, top stories out there. There's plenty. You know, considering it's the end of the year, we still have some news, although that's not going to last much longer. December Philly Fed Index hit positive territory. That's a good sign. A reading of positive 8.1 from December's negative from November's negative 10.7 reading. This was well above expectations. New orders index increased 15 points. So the back half of the year has been pretty strong. We've talked about how that should be. It's been weaker than than strong, but it's been fairly well off. U.S. home prices up one half a percent in the month of October. Compared to a prior year, prices are up 5.6%. Sales of existing homes rose 5.9% in November to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.04 million. National Association of Realtors cited growing momentum in the housing market for an economy that's adding jobs and new household information. Bed Bath and Beyond is down today on their outlook. Down 8.7%. It's a big home furnishings retailer. I used to go in Bed Bath & Beyond in the 90s. But once Amazon.com was well-established, I stopped going. I love a good throw pillow. I cannot lie. I've got some feminine streaks in me of wanting to decorate, nest, make things beautiful. But I can't really tell you there's a big difference between Bed Bath & Beyond as well as Best Buy. You know, back in the 90s when we were moving from big tube TVs to flat panels, to LEDs, to projectors, we were confused as all heck. And we had to go into a Best Buy and, like, i got to see the different technologies. I have to, like, and then kind of like there was a winner. Same thing. You know, Bed Bath Beyond is just a big, glorious showroom that companies like Amazon could undercut their prices and price matters. And size matters, and it hurts the big retailers because they have to pay big rents on big retail space. So I can't get all that excited. Nike's flat. The big athletic giant reports numbers today after the market closes. Hmm. Foxconn's investing $200 million in camera maker GoPro. Foxconn, the producer of Apple's iPhones and iPads. The deal value is GoPro at $2.3 billion. GoPro's pretty cool. They make high-definition cameras, which may or may not be your thing. I don't know. But for a guy who works in the media industry, 
cheap high-definition cameras. Nothing but a good thing. Oracle's buying Eloqua for $871 million, a cloud-based marketing automation platform company. company came public, I believe, about $12 a share a couple months ago. Now it's being bought for $23 a share. Stock's up 30% in pre-market news. That Larry Ellison, sitting with some of his sales force Wednesday, and these guys were pretty good go-getters. They're like, I've never seen Larry. Like, I saw him in his car once on 101, but I've never actually seen him at, at work. He hires really aggressive salespeople, and it's a sink or swim business. It ain't no, no playing around. It ain't no game, if you know what I'm saying. Very East Coast. And then you look at the other side of the fence, software.com. Not software.com. Why am I dropping my, the name on this one? Salesforce.com. And they're almost like you know, beautiful ballerinas in comparison to the New York pit. You can find me online, robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or like me, Cron4 Rob Black. Take a break here. You're Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street business. Welcome back in. Rob Black your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You know it and I know it that I'm not setting any sort of political agenda in any way, shape, or form. But with President Barack Obama... Endorsing sweeping gun restrictions in the wake of the school shootings in Newton, Connecticut. Prices for handgun magazines are surging on eBay. And semi-automatic rifles are sold out at many Walmart store locations. Walmart's the world's largest retailer, and they're sold out of guns, including rifles like the one used at Newton, where 26 people, most of them children, were killed on December 14th. Dick's Sporting Goods spin sales of similar guns at its more than 500 stores. There's five different kinds of semi-automatic rifles on sale at Walmart's website, most of them out of stock, particularly in states like Pennsylvania, Kansas, Alabama, and Colorado. Walmart doesn't sell guns online. Instead, it asks customers to put their zip code in to see if their local store carries that specific weapon. Wow. And then you turn on the Yahoo page and you see, you know, one five-year-old writing his six-year-old dead best friend a letter. And we had fun together. I'll miss you. I'll talk to you in my prayers. I love you. And then you flip the page back and you go, Walmart sold out of semi-automatic rifles. And you flip back to a heart-stopping letter. Tough time of year. Each call is there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The SP 500 is down one. The NASDAQ down four. The Dow is down 20. Let's welcome in now CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, talking financial planning issues with us on a regular basis. Let's talk estate planning nightmares. I'm sure you see more than one of these in your life. Yeah, and let's kind of talk about kind of the smaller events that can occur and ruin you know, your legacy and ruin your family. We talk about estate taxes all the time for the wealthy and things like that. Let's just talk about some of the smaller things and give you an example that um, occurs all too often. Let's say you, uh, let's say Rob, you're dating a girl and 
and things are going really well when you first start. You're actually you get engaged, and at the same time, you happen to get a new job and tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> matching tattoos, and uh, you think things are going to last forever, and you happen to get a new job, and you you happen to you know sign up for the 401k, and well, you're going to name your sweetheart as your beneficiary on your 401k, right? Because you're about to get married soon. Sure, I've done that. Well, I'm guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. And then what what happens? You know, four to six years later, she turns into a raging nightmare, and you guys break up, and you wouldn't wish her on your worst enemy, and then it's been three years since you broke up. Your 401k is worth 100000 200000 and you die on a ski trip. Guess who gets your 401k? Not your brother, not your sister, not your mommy, not your daddy. It's the ex-girlfriend because you forgot to change the beneficiaries on your 401k. Okay, but let's do the same scenario of... Let's say I get married, but mm-hmm. I never change my paperwork because I'm that guy who never changes my paperwork. Uh huh. Um, who gets the money then? Well, as a spouse, they can claim up to half in a community property state of the contributions post-marriage. Okay. Up to half. That's it. So half of the contributions post-marriage could go to the ex-girlfriend, plus the, all the assets that are in there prior to that could go to the ex-girlfriend. That's pretty disturbing. It is. It's a, it's a tough thing just by, you know, forgetting to update, do an annual update. I mean, you know, every firm almost, every job that you get that has benefits typically has some sort of an open enrollment. You just kind of have that spark the back of your memory and say, open enrollment, not only am I supposed to look at my health benefits, my disability, my life insurance, also my beneficiaries. It's just kind of a annual housekeeping thing that you got to do. As I got older in the last two or three years, Chad, I now have what I call a password list. It's yeah. all the passwords to all my accounts in case I die. And I haven't done the updating my paperwork. So, like, I'm a little bit in denial, right? It is. And you, you brought up a, a subject that I forgot to, I, was, I wasn't even going to talk about this. I'm got, glad you brought it up. Go but ahead. The, your online presence, right? Sure. What about all those pictures that you have on Facebook? You know, who has the ability to go in and, and find the password and get those pictures? Who, who owns those rights? Who owns all your music that you might be storing online in some cloud? Um, it's, it's all about, you know, sweating the small stuff yeah. because it's the little things that can cause the nightmare to your trustee. Everybody thinks, Hey, I want to name you as my executor of my will or the trustee of my estate. And like, it's a great honor. It is a pain in the butt. It's one of the hardest jobs you can do. It takes a lot of time away from work, a lot of detail. You're dealing with family members that are, you know, arguing about a Christmas ornament. Um, so you really have to go through your estate and say, here's my important assets to my family and be clear on who gets what from the beginning and make things easy. You know, if you've got a bunch of uh, accounts that are in DRIPS, dividend reinvestment plans, sure. that's the olden days. Right. Now you can move those over to TD Ameritrade or Schwab or whoever and do your dividend reinvestment plan there and have it owned by your trust and have it in a place that's easy for your heirs to deal with. And, you know, in a, my own family, there was a situation where there was a my great aunt that died and there was a wedding ring that somebody tried to pull off a dead finger 20 minutes after death and it caused a rift in the family and and two sisters are never ever going to talk again i love this story because one wanted to pull the wedding ring off the finger it was you know what and unfortunately i was the executor of the will i looked at the will there was nothing in terms of the wedding ring you know that's thousands of dollars in most cases so you got to really you know think about the little things i'd chew that thing off I'd chew that ring off her dead finger. Oh, like a raccoon. I could like a raccoon, exactly. You know me well. So um, with that said, anything that we can do to make things more clear, obviously a good idea. Are estate planning attorneys thorough enough 
to like get that ring put into the trust, or is that something that's always going to be overlooked? You know, a lot of times it's overlooked. If you're going to some sort of a seminar and a week later you get what you think is a living trust, that's not the correct way. It often takes several, you know, meetings. A lot of times you can do the conference calls over the phone and go over the, you know, details of your, your trust and your will. But a lot of times you even want to write a letter to say this is how I want things to go in, in plain English to kind of help with the legalese of the living trust. And, and think about it. You could even go around your house with sticky notes if you're later in life and say, okay, I want to make sure that I'm going to label stuff and that, you know, as I write it down, I take the sticky note off the item that I want to go to a specific person. It, it's kind of morbid, but it, it also, if you're, even if you're not very wealthy, you're trying to leave a legacy of good memories, right? You don't want to leave a legacy of, you know, people fighting over certain items. I've seen uh, estates held up for two or three years on little items like, you know, meat grinders that were used for elk hunting. I mean, just the weirdest things, Rob. Meat that grinders. people don't. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. Uh, cube deer or elk meat and just just weird little things that you know families were all hunting together and then everybody fights over one thing when the dad dies. You and I walk in different circles. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. A little under the weather today. It's that wonderful season where we all get sick. Um, interesting call. Citigroup goes long on bourbon, short on beer. I'll tell you what that's all about. Coming up, this is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Google sells their Motorola TV set top business for $2.3 billion. They agreed to sell the set top TV box maker Motorola home to Aris Group for $2.3 billion in cash and stock. Transactions expected to close by the second quarter of 2013. Google's already will still have roughly 15% ownership in the interest. Shares of Eris jumped 17% last night. The company said that the deal would increase Eris's patent portfolio and provide a license to a wide variety of Motorola mobility patents, but really didn't say anything else. Google had been expected to sell the set-top box business for quite a while now. They had a disclosure last week by British TV decoder maker Pace that it had made an offer to Google. Google acquired the set-top box maker in May as part of its $12.5 billion purchase of Motorola Mobility, a deal that was motivated by a desire to snap up Motorola's large portfolio of communication patents. Motorola once was Nokia. Nokia once was Apple. In the world of digital phones, Motorola never made that switch to digital quite as quickly as Nokia did, and Nokia ruled the world. And then Nokia didn't quite make the switch to smartphones, and Apple ruled the world. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Apple's not going to be the king of the world forever. 
Google's now effectively offloaded most of the manufacturing that's associated with Motorola that investors feared would hurt Google's profit margins. So that makes a little bit of sense. Before we went to break, we talked a little bit about long bourbon short beer. Here's an investment idea for you. And again, it's a, the numbers don't lie. They can be taken out of context, but they don't lie in and of themselves. Citigroup beverage analyst Vivian Azer out with a big call. Long bourbon, short beer. Quote, while we like the pockets of growth that remain in the beer category, overall we continue to believe that the U.S. spirit segment offers more attractive return profile for investors, given the less imperative trends that we expect to continue to see in the beer category. Blah, 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 right? Her favorite name within the alcoholic beverage industry is Brown Foreman. Now, again, I'm not trying to push my political will and, you know, I like beer more than bourbon. I like bourbon more than beer. Scotch, scotch, whiskey, whiskey. I'm just trying to teach you that you could invest in sin, sin being smoking, sin being smoking like Philip Morris, Alter. You can invest in sin like sex. There's uh, plenty of ways to do that. I think the most popular way would probably be a, how shall we say, a gentleman's club. Scores publicly traded. Um, you can invest in alcohol, whether it be an Anheuser-Busch, a Sam's Beer, Samuel Adams, or like a Brown Foreman. Brown Foreman based in Louisville. Their Christmas parties get out of control, I hear. Plenty to drink on hand, whether it be Jack Daniels, Canadian Mist, Finlandia, Southern Comfort, Woodford, Corbell Champagnes, Sonoma Couture. Jack Daniels is the company's leading brand. It's the best-selling whiskey in the world. They've got 25-plus brands. Ticker symbol is BF. BF. What I like about it is it's been around for many, many, many years. I think it was... I don't know if this is true. Did Caveman accidentally ferment yeast, and then that's when... I think that's I think that's what I heard. Sumerians, Sumerians. Okay, we have a clarification. Cavemen, Sumerians. Is there a difference? Can anyone give me like a year differential differentiator? Keep in mind, Andrew Jackson, Stonewall Jackson, not the same guy. Brown Foreman's a sixty-three dollar stock. Has a one point six percent dividend yield. But back to the call. Beer has the biggest share of the throat. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's huge. In 2011, of all the stuff we threw down our throat, beer, wine, and hard liquor, beer was about 53%. In 2010, 2011, 52%. In 2015, it's expected to be 50%. If you go back to 1950, beer was 58% of the alcohol we threw down our throat. So beer consumption has been going down 
slowly but surely. Per capita beer consumption has been falling. The Beer Institute and Citigroup research shows that per capita, massive decrease. Wine, massive increase. Spirits, nice increase in the last 20 years. Year-over-year growth in bourbon consumption is way faster than any other spirits. Bourbon versus vodka versus beer, excluding Bud Light. So that continues to be the angle. Consumers can get more buzz for their buck by spirits. Beer isn't just that cheap, and you don't get a lot, that much alcohol. So, you know, uh, Bud Light... 10.99 for 12 alcohol content 4.2% cost per serving about 92 cents vodka 14.99 alcohol content 40% cost per serving 89 cents so you get a lot more bang for your buck with vodka and Jack Daniels a lot more alcohol That's just worthy of note. You're saying, I like whiskey so much that booze ties in well with New Year's Eve. And we're giving away tickets to anyone that wants to call right now. New Year's Eve tickets on the USS Hornet. We'll give away one pair right now. One pair of tickets to anyone who calls 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Booze, New Year's Eve, dancing on the USS Hornet, music, free tickets. Oh, did I say free tickets? Free tickets. Um, More stuff about whiskey, because I'm in that whiskey kind of mode today. I'm under the weather, I think because of flu, certainly not because of whiskey. But um, I don't know. There's some debate on whether or not Scottish distilleries are the only ones who can spell their whiskey with the way they do. Most people spell whiskey with an E-Y. They spell it just Y. Whiskey is beer that's been distilled two or three times. I once saw a squirrel drink a beer. That's an upsetting fact about my childhood. Not a whole beer. Most of one, though. To distill whiskey, you first have to make beer. Beer is a technical term for whiskey wash, regardless of the type of raw ingredients used. Most of the bourbon and Tennessee whiskeys are made using hops, which is antibacterial, to propagate their yeast. Jack Daniels recently stopped using yeast. Hops. It's only in Ireland and Scotland that they don't. More than 50% of the purchase price of a fifth of whiskey in the U.S. goes to taxes. 50% of the purchase of a fifth of whiskey goes to taxes, federal, state, and local. Angels love whiskey. Speaking of angels and Victoria's Secret Angels, there's an angels tax. 4% of whiskey every year evaporates. Angels steal 4% of the whiskey in a barrel every year. Angels want to make sure that it's okay before we drink it. 
Is it evaporation or is it angels getting drunk? I don't know. I don't know. Are they Victoria angels? Victoria's Secret angels? You tell me. Let's go to Gary. Gary's online. How are you, Gary? Hello? Hey, Gary. Hello? I'll just throw them all back. It's one of those fish that I'm not going to keep. How you calculate how rare your whiskey is? The oldest whiskey in the world is the most automatically most rare whiskey. 4% of whiskey evaporates every year. Who's stealing that whiskey? Some whiskeys contain chemicals that only some people are genetically capable of tasting. True whiskey drinkers don't add ice. I refer to them as friends. A whiskey collector who we interviewed at one point in time in the past. What was that show at that I talked to him at? Uh, I think ice opens the flavor. But I think it was the it wasn't Maker's Mark. But ice dulls the flavor of whiskey. It reduces the temperature of the whiskey too much, inhibiting the flavor and freezing its aroma. So drink it neat and plain if you want to drink it the way it was meant to taste. Arr, that's all I got on whiskey. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. We'll take a break here. We'll come back a little later on the Wall Street Business Network. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. There's a lot of fiscal cliff intrigue on how it's going to play out. We're roughly one week after the Newtontown tragedy. Certainly getting some perspective, looking at life through a different lens. Whether you look at Walmart and eBay's plays on a tragedy where people go to buy guns and ammo. I I just don't understand. There's uh, one call out this morning that basically says ITV could double Apple's earnings next year. That's a pretty big call. For Apple shareholders waiting for their beloved stock to recover, there's good news and bad news. First, the bad news, Apple needs another hot product. Now, the good news, the iPhone and the iPad remain leaders in their categories, but the gap is closing, and when the gap closes, margins close with it. And I can say this, Apple wants beloved for their software. It's not as beloved anymore, the software. Based on extensive consumer surveys, Apple could sell 13 million TV sets at over $1,000 a piece within 12 months. That alone would add $14 billion to revenues and $4.50 to earnings. Revenues and earnings estimates of $220 billion and 57 respectively. They would move higher on a base core. Now, obviously, when you talk like this, there's caveats left and right. Second half of the year, ITV expect, not first half. Apple would have to do two-thirds of their sales overseas. 
to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Every time Apple goes into a new space, it figures out a cool way of doing business. And they got to figure out wearable computers, and they got to figure out TVs next. At some point in time, maybe even cars. Not a car itself, but you keep hearing about Google and the car. We spend a lot of our time in front of a, a television, in front of behind a wheel. Let's go to Dan in Cordobadera. Dan, how are you? Good morning, Rob. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, ex-neighbor of mine. Uh, I hope you feel better. Um, last uh, Saturday in Barron's, there was a short article on a company called uh, Lending Club. And basically, it's a peer-to-peer uh, uh, a borrowing institution whereby there's a pool of money, and you can either be a borrower and uh, apply for a loan, or you can be an investor and loan money to other people. Uh, the plus side, I, so I was thinking of putting a small portion of money in as an investor, uh, and the advantage is the yield is much, much higher than your traditional banks. The risk involved is that one of the notes that I – would be lending money to my default. So I'm calling you to see if you've had any uh, experience with that company or heard anybody or had any second opinions on it. Yeah, you don't have to go far to find negatives on this. And, Dan, why do you want to get into the lending business? Uh, Why would I do it? Yeah, why why, why do you want to start lending money? Oh, just because... uh, the yield on the, the banks right now, I have money with Ally Bank, and the best I can get there is about 1%, so I'm thinking of some higher yields. So, if you look, and wait, what, you know, make money. You happy? I don't have to do it, no. I, uh, no, no, no. What, what yield would make you happy, Dan? Oh, happy? Uh, uh, five, four to 5%. Philip Morris, Altria, Verizon, AT&T. Right. Uh, I could give you 10 REIT names if you want 10 REIT names, Real Estate Investment Trust. To me, Lending Club is not a scam, but I don't know why you need to get into it. I think you're complicating your life. I think that you know this and I know this, but let's say it slowly so everyone grasps the concept. The higher the yield, the higher the risk. So it's actually quite normal to look at something like this and think that it's, it's great, you know, let's cut the banking system out of the, the, the picture, but would you lend money to a family member? Sometimes yeah. you'll answer that and say no. Yeah. So now you're going to lend money to perfect strangers. Um, I don't know. To me, that feels – I'm very uncomfortable with that. All right. Um, well, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, now, again, keep in mind, you're going to get a better rate than you're going to get at a bank, but it's also going to be higher risk. The rates can range from 5% to 28%. Now, that's better than a payday loan store. I'd rather you go open a payday loan store. If you're an investor and you're wondering, is it safe, it's not guaranteed. It's like any other investment. The higher rate of return, the higher the reward, the higher the risk. You know, I don't think we're going to put banks out of business with this concept, to say the least. I'd be very, very cautious. Now, again, do you want to do it? Chase a high rate of uh, interest? Fine. 
for what you were looking at, I'd rather go with high quality corporate corporate corporation. Um, you can go with utilities, get a little less growth, a little more safety. There's no doubt, you know, AT and T, Verizon has some risk. Nike, I'd consider. Little growth, little income. McDonald's little growth, little income. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You're Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the force for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. You ever take a bite into like that diet food, those balanced bars, and it's just not right? You're not quite sure where to spit it. I know you're saying, are you talking dirty? No. They don't know where to spit it out at. I'm not swallowing it. It's disgusting. Oh, that was a bad mistake. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. A balance bar had to go bad. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um... A lot of Americans are struggling to make ends meet right now. And I started the first hour. I do two hours a day on radio. If for some reason the station that you're listening to right now doesn't carry both hours, you can always find me at iTunes under Rob Black and Your Money. But I started that first hour with, kind of stinks right now because... Actions have reactions. We know that. We learned that in high school, or maybe it was elementary school, or maybe it was middle school, maybe it was preschool, maybe it was pre-kindergarten. I don't know. But we as a society live in the world of, I'm right, and damn it. And I can talk about Prop 13 and how bad it is for people under the age of 40. And people are like, well, we have a spending problem. It's like... People aren't fat anymore. They've just got a hyperactive mouth gland. No, they're actually fat. And they are going to get diabetes. There's going to be reactions. So we live in a society where, like, we have to be right. I was talking with Mark Dannon about eliminating the income tax deduction on mortgage tied towards your home. And you honestly would have thought that I was talking about, like, cracking his jaw open. And taking his tongue out of his mouth. 
it was that kind of offensive. To him, it's amazing. To the person who lives in Iowa, in a $70,000 house, it's, it's about 49 bucks a year. To all the renters in the United States, I think it's unfair. They don't have to pay property tax. Right? So we all have this, like, world where we live in that we want to protect what we're given. And I'll tell you what, I don't care. Take away my taxable income. I don't think it's fair. My tax deduction on my interest on my home. Take away my ability to write it off a second home? Absolutely. You know, we used to let people write off taxable income or interest to lower their taxable income brackets on credit cards. Like, things change, and we should change with them, but nope. And Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm, I'm really deeply bothered by this. I truly believe that every action has a reaction. Um, and that goes back to, like, oh, our military spending is too much. Oh, our, our Social Security spending is too much. Oh, our unemployment benefits are too much. Our unemployment benefits are a lot, and we can fix our... We can fix our deficit by cutting unemployment, by taking away the, the interest deduction on your home, by stopping things like Prop 13 on businesses and passing it on to your children, by saying, you know what, we're going to kill Prop 13 in 20 years. you got 20 years, people, and then it's over. But we won't do, like, as long as it's me... And every action has a reaction. And for instance, let me throw this out here. The military again. We know that we spend trillions on our our military. But our military really, to me, is spending trillions on people who can't afford educations. We're educating them. Is the spending egregious? Is there $50 hammers bought in the military? Absolutely. Personally, I think fraud with any sort of government money should be punishable by death. If not by death, at least a hand. If not a hand, at least a pinky. So forget saving money or paying down debt. 32% of Americans say they're having trouble staying current or getting caught up on their bills. That could be good news if you think about it. When times are tough, staying in one place is, is, is a victory. It's a wise decision, both practically and financially. Falling behind on payments can easily snowball out of control, making a bad financial decision even worse. For nearly a quarter of the nation, 23% of the nation, paying down debt is the most pressing priority. That's pretty good news. It is, to me, an encouraging sign that people are taking their financial obligation more seriously. Now, on the other side of it, if we don't have stupid people running up credit card debts... The contractor, the painter, the electrician may not have work or may not be able to charge a premium for his work or may actually have to cut prices to get work. One quarter of 18 to 29-year-olds say that saving is their main focus. One quarter, 25%. That's crazy. Only 25% say it's their their main focus. 
Every American should save 15% of our paycheck. It should be blasted into our brains. Now, those 65 years and older, only 9% say that savings is important. Once again, proving my point that senior citizens are irresponsible and they act like children. The older cohort, much more likely to say keeping up with bills was their top priority. Young people may be more financially literate than previous generations as a result to push the education on them on personal financial issues that they see in the real world. 50% of people in the survey say that they're just making ends meet. They're not even employed. 22% are retired. There's some scary data out there. Credit cards. Oof. Too much of a good thing, right? Let's talk about uh, art as an investment. Let's talk about art as an investment later. Let's go to an email that I got that I think is actually worth bringing up. So this comes from a guy named Joe. He's 64 years old. He's got $89,000 in a lump sum from Lockheed Martin. He wants to know if he should lump sum it or annuitize it. He can annuitize it and get $800 a month forever. He has a spouse. He's in good health. His parents died at 74. So he's 10 years away from the age that his parents died. But what about his wife? He's got $188,000 in an IRA. He's getting about 5.5% return on it. He's got $16,000 in cash. Bitter. I'll come back and I'll talk about this. The surprising thing? Lockheed Martin Engineer. He hasn't saved anywhere near enough. And get this. At $44,000 in student debt. Talk about this and more. You're listening to me, Roberto Negro, on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.